0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Now, that is a little crazy, actually, because in San Diego, it is 5 p.m. In New York, where I usually broadcast from, it is 8 p.m. There's a lot of craziness behind me going on right now because we we're actually coming to you live from Comic-Con. This is live radio, straight from the heart of the pop culture mecca that is San Diego Comic-Con. So there is always going to be some crazy mishaps. There is always going to be some really amazing things. As usual, you can uh, find us on Facebook.com slash Secrets of the Sire. We're actually live streaming right from Facebook. Uh, So welcome to anybody who is joining us from there. And welcome to anybody who is just checking us out on our usual spot, which is TalkingAlternative.com. We do this every week, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, on TalkingAlternative.com. With me, I have John Lyons from Zenoscope. And um, he's going to be talking about all the cool stuff we got going on. But first, because of the sire, is brought to you by the Plan Ten Kickstarter. That's right. The sequel to the Edward classic begs the question: Why raise the dead to destroy humanity when our cell phone culture is doing a fine job on its own? A lot of fun. It's uh, pop culture references abound. It's aliens versus humans versus technology. You can actually check out the Plan uh, Plan Ten Kickstarter at table K O three. Uh, all weekend long, if you're at Comic Con. But first, here is here is John Lyons. He's the director of marketing for Zenoscope, Zenoscope Entertainment. Uh, give a little backstory on what Zenoscope is. Uh, we've had you on the show before, but definitely want to give our our listeners uh, an added bonus.
1: Yeah, so I mean, we're uh, we've been around for a little over uh, ten years. Uh, we're based out of uh, Philadelphia. Uh, we're an indie publishing company. Uh, we actually have. Um, a wide variety, you know, trades and comics. We also have a uh, kids' division, believe it or not, called Silver Dragon Press. Um, so, yeah, we've got a bunch of new stuff coming out. We're excited about Comic-Con this year. Um, we do about 30, 30 cons a year. and uh, But this is a big kahuna. We're always, we're always happy to be here. we got a new setup here. A lot of traffic building outside already, so this is going to be fun.
0: And you hit the nail on the head, too. This is preview night, but preview night in Comic-Con in San Diego, it's like the equivalent of of a good saturday yeah in all the smaller shows the only show that rivals it is is new york comic con yeah. um in the size and the scope and the grandeur but that being said san diego is kind of like the mecca it's, it's the one that um, that really started it all plus it's the most connected to hollywood based on its location and yeah. and hollywood really took over uh so john now you were not a comic con you're not a comic con virgin this year no but you were a Comic-Con version last year. Uh, give me your overall experience of what this show was when you first attended it last year.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. So my background is actually in the music industry. I've been in the you know uh, music industry for about 20, 25 years, and then I jumped over to publishing and comics. Um, so, you know, I've been with MTV and you know a bunch of different organizations. But, you know, it's really funny because there are actually a lot of parallels. Like, if you're outside here today, um, the hype started when I got out of when I got it out of the hotel. I mean, I was at you know 10:30 this morning. You could feel it building. There are people you know sleep camping outside since last night. Um, you know, so it's pretty damn similar to the music industry, actually. You know, fans get hyped, and uh, you could just feel it building throughout the day. And you know, when I got here last year for the first time, I was like, wow. I mean, these are dedicated fans. Um you know I've seen some of that before, but really, nothing really rivals the intensity of that fans out here and uh you know it's
0: funny to to kind of piggyback off that. I actually got in last night and I uh, got in late and wanted to walk around and just uh you know get something to eat which by the way, in San Diego on a Tuesday night at eleven o'clock at night you're you're not finding anything now I'm from new york city where uh or the New York City area where you can pretty much find something to eat at any point you want and um but we were walking around and it was it was dead yeah. and it was a calm. Yeah. And 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 I'm sitting there, and I was with uh, um, a friend of mine who's out here. Uh, his name is uh, Eric Cooper. He's an indie artist. Uh, give a little out give a little shout out to him. And we're walking around, and and we're just, you just know that in the span of 24 hours, it's going to be an, a, a total mob scene. We're in Little Italy, um, the Gaslight District, like all this stuff. Um, did you see any craziness last year when you first came? Um, anything, anything that you could remember or recall that that just kind of took you by surprise? Now you're from you're from the music business, where said it's kind of similar. But was there anything where
1: cosplayers? Yeah, that, that, you know, okay, all right, there you go. Here we go. I mean, you know, right out of the gate, I mean, some of the cosplaying here is just out of control, and you know, the intensity. I remember, you know, because I run, you know, marketing for Xenoscope, there's always, a you know, when I have a, a, a strong hand in the sales area, there's all, always a lot of, you know, deals to be made. So, you know, like within the last, I, I would say in the first 25 minutes of Comic-Con last year, and, you know, I'm brand new, and, you know, this dude walks up to me, and he's literally nine and a half foot feet tall, <laughs> Iron Man, like decked out, hydraulics the whole bit, and he puts his hand out to me, and I'm like, <laughs> like it was what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean.
0: This is internet radio. You can curse all you want. <laughs> right. so, uh,
1: so, what are you doing? And like, you, then you know, he hands me a card to do. You know, because we do a fair amount of cosplaying with our characters. We do a lot of, you know, female characters. Um, so we do a lot of that ourselves. But you no, know, this guy was like literally almost ten feet tall and like. I mean, you could hear the parts moving, and really, really, just scared the shit out of me. He was so he was so up in my face, right out of the, right out of the gate. Well,
0: I'll tell you what, I, I've seen people literally get arrested. I saw one guy one time, and this is back in 2012, and I've done the show numerous times as exhibitor. I was with Image Comics in 2009. I was with Wizard back in the day, um, and I was I, I, on my own as an indie publisher as well, and I've seen literally people get arrested, one guy. I mean it was such a mad rush when they opened the doors. The cops were trying to restrain and keep everyone in the line and one guy one I and mean, he must have been sixteen years old, maybe eighteen, maybe nineteen, I don't know. He was in such a rush to get in that he refused to stay in the in the lanes and the cop had to tell him, No, you can't go. No, you can't go and eventually yeah. they pinned him down to the ground and arrested him right oh, there. And gosh. I'm I'm sitting there saying hey, you don't, you don't need to you don't you don't need the Alex Ross signature that bad. Yeah. You don't yeah. need yeah. Or maybe I mean maybe he's supposed to go to Hall H. Who knows? But we'll 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 go. We'll dive a little more deeper. We have a, a ton of great guests on tonight. We have uh, Ralph Tedesco and Joe Bruska from Zeniscope, who are the publishers of Zeniscope. Uh, John, for our our listeners and our viewers out there, um, give me what you guys have going on, and give me you know paint a broad uh, paint a broad brushstroke brush stroke, broad, uh, brush stroke
1: yeah.
0: on uh, on Zenoscope comics and the cool stuff you guys have going on.
1: Well, I mean, we have, you know, we've actually got some really cool reveals that we're bringing here um, to Comic Con. First of all, we've got um, probably, um, you know, a dozen variants that we've done just for the show here, which are exciting, and everybody gets really stoked about those. Um, but we also have um, a couple of new releases that we're advancing here. One is called Evil Heroes, and Joe's going to talk a little bit about that. It's a little bit of a different book um, for us. Um, you know, and, and our fans will know what I'm talking about, but Joe can go into that a little bit more. Um, we've opened up an office in Hollywood, so we're making some moves there. Um, there are some stuff that we have going on, uh, some shows that are coming out that you might have heard of, so we can talk a little bit about that. And, um, you know, one of the things, I, you know, that's really taken off this last year, and I know it sounds crazy, but there's like is it,
0: this... Is it Pokemon Go? No, no.
1: <laughs> it is adult coloring craze, so... We've done our Grim Fairy Tales. Uh, we did a release um our Grim Fairy Tales in a, in a coloring book for adults. I prefer to say that rather than adult coloring book. Um, big difference. Yeah, exactly. So um, we got that. That actually sold out on Amazon like five times. So that, that's been a big deal. We also released an Alice in Wonderland uh, coloring book. We actually have um, a one called Different Seasons that we're going to be releasing. It's kind of like a Day of the Dead Flavored coloring book, but what I think is really cool, we just released uh, Robin Hood I Love New York, which is the reboot for our Robin Hood series, which is wildly popular. But um, I Love New York, we actually did in a single uh, a single issue version uh, that's a limited edition coloring book. So there's only a thousand of out there a thousand of them out there in the world. Um, and I have to give out to my uh, our peeps in Australia, we just started distributing in Australia. Uh, we just did Oz Comic Con there um, twice, um, and we're doing some more in September. So um, we've got a lot going on, a lot of neat stuff to see here. So we can we can go into all that. That's
0: terrific. Yeah, uh, I want to give a shout out. We are streaming live on Facebook, which we normally do, but thanks, courtesy of Innovative Network Solutions. Uh, thank you for the uh, IT hookup as well for getting set up. I mean, this is look—it's live radio. It, anything can happen. Anything goes. Uh, so there's a lot of fun stuff you can actually see behind us if you are streaming on Facebook um, people setting up and, and setting up shop. And, and again, live radio on talkingalternative.com. So, uh, you know, bear with us if there's anything going on. We, we're, we're doing this live yeah. from like the Mecca and it, and there is that, that, that hum and that totally hush. Uh, yeah. And, and it, it, it's what's, what's really exciting though, is the fact that, I mean, you have all the exhibitors setting up. I'll be doing a, a little bit of a uh, Periscope streaming later on. I Usually Periscope the show, but obviously we're a little limited, but, uh, what we can get away with while we're live, so I will be periscoping all weekend. You can peri- you can uh, find me at Michael underscore Dolce on uh, Twitter, and uh, you can even type in Secrets of the Sire. Um, you
1: no know Snapchat, and you're not know Snapchat. I haven't figured
0: out Snapchat <laughs> yet. I really haven't, I- and I know it's a millennial thing. I know it's, I know, and that's the reason all the businesses are doing it. Are you guys on Snapchat? Yeah,
1: we just actually just started it out. Our username's Dentoscope. Um but you know it's kind of funny. I, you know, I feel like you know. It is a millennial thing, and it's complicated just so like, people like me don't get on there. So.
0: <laughs> that's actually why it's so popular. Yeah, it, is, yeah. it is popular so people like us aren't on it, and that's right. why everyone flocked to it, which, again, now right. that everyone's on it, once right. parents yeah. figure it out and once grandparents God, God. figure it out, um, there's a statistic that Facebook, the growing audience for Facebook, is actually 45 years and older. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and that's uh, and now once that happens, uh, any any self-respecting thirteen-year-old wants no part of it. Um, But Snapchat, at I I have an account. Uh, Yeah, Uh, when I figure when I figure it out a little bit better
1: is when Uh, I uh, will start using it. But hopefully not every time. Can you Snapchat while you're periscoping?
0: Oh yeah. Can can you Snapchat a periscope? (laughs) There you
1: go. And
0: Facebook streaming while you're doing. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so we're Secrets of the sire. We do this every week. Uh, we talk comics, movies, TV, music, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 o'clock Eastern on TalkingAlternative.com. Again, we did mention we periscope the uh, heck out of the show, at Michael underscore Dolce, that's D-O-L-C-E, that is me, I'm your host. Uh, we stream it on our Facebook page, slash Secrets of the Sire, um, and you can actually call in anytime. I don't know if we can call in tonight. We have the number. I don't know. If, yeah, actually, Sam can connect us. Only I can hear it, though. It'd be very interesting, but... Uh, you know, you can call in 877-480-4120. You, now, Sam is actually standing by, our, our trusty engineer is actually standing by in the studio. So if you do call in, he'll answer your call. He'll relay the message. And uh, we'll, we'll try to answer any of your, um, any of your uh, Comic-Con questions because I'm sure you, you have a ton. Uh, again, we're live streaming on facebook.com. So please go ahead and, you know, shoot us a text, shoot us a comment, and we'll see what we can do to help you guys out. Coming up next, Uh, We're going to have Ralph Tedesco, the uh, co-publisher, co-founder of Xenoscope, on. He's going to talk about the awesome uh, sci-fi network stuff and Hollywood stuff that Xenoscope has going on, which he wasn't allowed to talk about the last time he was on the show. So it'll be very exciting. So when we return, Secret to the Sire.
2: You're listening to The Talking Alternative Network.
3: Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc.
0: Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. We talk comics, movies, TV, music, pop culture. It's every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We're usually broadcasting from New York City, but obviously this is a little bit of a special occasion. We are in San Diego for the Mecca of all Meccas. This is Comic-Con, and uh, we can't, you know, can't be beat. We're actually at
4: the Zenoscope booth.
0: What is your exact booth number?
4: Uh, it's 2301. All right. So 2301.
0: We, we're in preview night. Of Comic Con, which is the calm before the storm, but to be honest with you, it's it's building up. But let me let me formally introduce my guest, which is Ralph Tedesco, yeah. co-publisher. Been on the show before; he was a great guest early on when we first started out. Now we're thirty episodes in and uh, and and growing by the uh, growing by the week. So Zenoscope booth number twenty three zero one. So if anybody is in there, uh, what are we about half an hour from uh, from release?
4: Yeah, I guess. What time is it? Where are we at?
0: We're about 5.15 and I oh, think... Right. Uh, I, I think, don't know
4: what time they left. They might let people
0: at 5.30. I think that's I
4: think you that's generally what's happening. A little advance. I just came in from outside the lines where I'm seeing. I have to get closer to the mic. That's okay.
0: That's okay. We won't make out. Cause, try. That'd be weird, I try that'd be. not to. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Ralph, um, as John did a really great job warming this up, Tenescope has made some really great strides with Hollywood, with uh, sci-fi networks, so Give us the scoop, give us the lowdown. What have you guys got to talk about?
4: Um, yeah, I mean if John John I am surprised you let him on air, so that was nice of you. Uh, yeah, uh so we're we're working on a few things. I mean we just um we sold a property to uh Universal T V recently, um called Fly, which was written by Raven Gregory a few years okay. back. Uh if you guys recall that. Um so that was just uh, options. So we'll hopefully for T V uh we'll be able to develop that. Um, over the next year or so. And, you know, you never know. With the film and TV stuff, you never know what's going to really go or not go. Obviously, uh, Van Helsing comes out on, um, on Sci-Fi Channel this this uh, season as well. Um, so Joe and I are involved in that as consulting producers. Um, so that's cool. And, um, and that's it. I mean, we have a bunch of irons in the fire on the TV side and on the film side. But uh, as far as, like, um, moving forward, it's hard to say. Like Everybody will tell you in this industry, like, you might get something started and things look good. And then we've seen stuff kind of fall apart last minute. We've seen stuff go that, that we didn't plan, we didn't even know would go. So yep. so it's, it's a weird uh, industry in terms of, like, not ever really being sure, sure of what's going to work. I mean, even, like, Walking Dead, before that was on AMC, it was... It failed at a couple places, it fell apart at a couple places, and now it's the biggest TV show on air.
5: I think the, the
0: funny thing about Walking Dead was the uh, they brought it to NBC and the studio executives where we love everything about this. doesn't have to be zombies.
4: So.
0: And they... Asked- <laughs> right. <laughs> right,
4: right. Okay. We, love, we love the post-apocalyptic, but yeah, so... Yeah. Um,
0: so, a couple couple questions. i got a ton of questions. Obviously, I want to know more about Van Helsing. Um, give us the elevator pitch. Give us the in-depth. Give us some scoop. But before you do... Um, it's funny you mentioned all the Hollywood stuff you guys got going on. Um, so the, again, for any any newbie out there, any new listener out there who might not have caught you the first time around, um, you actually, you and and Joe Ruska started Zenoscope um, with the hopes of kind of kind of getting into this arena. So now um, you know, ten, twelve years later, you guys are actually doing it. But give the
4: backstory of Zenoscope. Yeah, I mean, we started well. What the whole whole year is it? (laughs) We started in 2005. Yeah, I mean, we started with the idea of, um, we had some ideas for film. We're screenwriters uh, as well. So when we started the company, the idea was at first, hey, let's publish something we would want to see on TV or on film. It wasn't necessarily, hey, we're going to put this on air, because that expectation was kind of like a little bit pie in the sky. Um, I think it was just the expectation of, hey, it's hard to get things made. It's hard to ask people to publish or have other people publish your content. It's hard to get somebody to make your movie or your TV show. So the idea really boiled down to let's do it ourselves. Um, And that's how the fairy tales kind of started. And again, 2005, nobody was really doing that too much. I mean, there's Fables. I think Fables was out, but... TV shows like Grayman, Once Upon a Time, they didn't come around for a few years after. So when we came out with um, this dark take on fairy tales, it was really new to the industry and new new to entertainment in general, I think. So we found that audience right away, and we were doing some edgier stuff like Seven. We got the license to the movie Seven, and we did a, a graphic novel that really did very well for us. So we started getting more into the horror and, and that sort of the thriller side of things, and again 2005 2006 there wasn't a, that niche wasn't really being filled by anybody in the industry very well at least that we that we knew of um certainly there was other publishers many other publishers and you know guys like you know Vertigo had their own line of more edgy content but we really just felt like we wanted to fill a certain part of the industry that wasn't we didn't think was being uh serviced
0: well, you know, it's funny you mentioned Vertigo, the fact that they're not even around now anymore, and yeah. you guys have kind of outlasted them, and, and, you you know, that's a testament to what you guys did. And, and what you guys did is actually, I mean, it's, it's really, really difficult. I mean I, don't, I, I mean, I don't know if people really realize to start your own comic book company and to be a successful publisher, you know, multiple titles, monthly titles, being on time, you know, very, very difficult to do. So uh, that is a testament to you guys, you know, being around and hanging around and, and doing your things. So that's, that's terrific stuff. Talk to us about Van Helsing. Um, I know it's on sci-fi, but give us, give us the elevator pitch and give us what we're going to... No, I can't. Oh, he
4: can't. Okay. He can't talk. All right. They won't let me yet. Well, well, well is they, it based, it based on your been, series? Uh, yes. It's inspired by our comic book. Um, our comic book. Yeah, so you'll see that. They're actually doing uh, some pub board this weekend here. Um, I think there's a Van Helsing panel uh the star van helsing the kelly overton is going to be that uh and i think i'm pretty sure um and that's tomorrow afternoon i think at five o'clock here so and they are screening it here so i did see the first episode and it's it's excellent so um i am excited for it but i i'm not allowed to really talk too much about it until it's closer to the release date which is september Okay, so it's coming out in September. Yeah. We can talk. We, we can say could, that. Give September I, September. I have, there's an inkling that they're showing the first episode very soon, okay. but I don't know exactly when. Okay. But I think it's going to be in July.
0: awesome. Yeah. That's terrific. Okay. Can't talk about the show. Talk to me about the comic book that
3: inspired. Uh,
4: yeah, so Van Helsing um, is, the, Helsing was the title of the first graphic novel. But the, the the character shows up first in a grim fairy tale universe and she's a she's a daughter of the infamous Van Helsing vampire killer. So she shows up in a grim fairy Tales world. Um, she's got a little of steampunk elements to her. Um, she's from the 19th century so she's um, brought to present day and what happens is she teams up with Celia Mathers. If you guys have followed our grim fairy tales um, series, you kind of you probably have met uh, Liesel van Helsing a few times um Mike obviously had some experience with the grim fairy tale stuff too yep. so um yeah I mean that that's the gen- that's where she first started started out and then we kind of the first series is really about her going after her age-old foe which is of course Dracula and hunting him down and trying to finish what her dad never did and that's killing him and it then there's a sequel series to that as well where she she uh goes up against uh Dracula one more time. And um and now we have a new series coming out this year called Van Helsing versus Frankenstein. So we have a whole new re reimagined Frankenstein character which is going to be really very, very cool.
0: That's very that's awesome. Um you mentioned Fly also got options as yeah, well talk yeah, to, yeah. Talk to us about what that comic book series was. I know you said yeah. you mentioned a little bit before but
4: Yeah flies a really cool uh for those who haven't read it yet, um we published it a few years back, probably about four, four or five years ago now, but it's um, Chronicle means Breaking Bad is the best way for me to describe it, as far as a, as a TV pitch at least, but um, it's uh, it, it follows these three kids who find a drug that gives them supernatural abilities, it gives them the ability to fly, but it also heightens other senses as well and other uh strength, et cetera, et cetera, and it's really done very cleverly by raven he didn't do it as a superhero book at all it's very grounded it's very gritty it's it's also you know and it shows the effects of drug addiction okay. um and that's really what it's about it's about abusing a drug that you know literally gets you high
1: <laughs> and
4: how it could really corrupt your mind and, and ruin your life and that's that was the interesting uh, thing to me about publishing that story that Raven had come up with. So for us, um, for us it made a lot It was a, just a no brainer. When he first pitched it to me, I kind of was a little wary. I was like, oh, I don't want a superhero. we are we're, stay away from superheroes. And then when he kind of told me more of what he wanted to do, I was like, oh, okay, cool. That, that Joe and I both were like that. That's a cool concept. So, yeah.
0: I know you mentioned you guys had done licensed titles in the past. Is that, um, are there any licensed books that you guys have coming out? John mentioned even a children's line. I mean, what else, what other stuff uh, in, the, in the in the variations do you guys have?
4: Yeah, I mean, we don't. We're not doing a lot of licensed properties right now. We do work with. Um, we have a we have a children's line, an all ages line called Silver Dragon Books. So we do work with um, Scholastic uh, uh, on a couple things. Um, we just came out with a new book called Just Princesses for Kids. Um, we have worked with Discovery Channel in the past. We do a shark book for them. Um, So those are the sorts of licenses we've worked on in the past. We've done some custom publishing as well. Uh, We worked with History Channel for a while. We did the Vikings comic for years here. Uh, So we did that for History Channel, but we didn't uh, uh, actually get the license for it. It was a a partnership with, with History Channel. This year... Uh, Titan actually bought the license. so But it, ironically, I wrote the comic book. So <laughs> I have written my first comic book for another company, yeah. by almost by accident, because we had already written the comic. So they published it. Um, I think they're going to have it here. History Channel will have it here this weekend.
1: Right, yeah.
0: All right. So we have about three minutes before we go to commercial break. Uh, you've been to comic Cons uh, now, I guess, for 11, 12 years at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, what is some of the craziest mm-hmm. stuff you've seen?
1: Uh, uh, I, 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 I At yeah. night or... <laughs>
0: Hey, we. This is internet radio. This, this is
5: internet radio. You can be as you can be as candid as you would like well,
4: to be. In the com in the convention, I mean, it's as crazy as it it would. I mean, as far as conventions, it's the king. I mean, this and New York Comic Con is quickly becoming close second. Um, but so I've seen a lot of great cosplay. I've seen some interesting, some just crazy things inside here. What What is nightlife? I mean, Christ, I've seen a lot of stuff. Because, <laughs> um, you know, creators in the comic comic book world as big as it seems is a small community of people. Yeah. So you always see the same people over and over. But i got to say, one of the funniest things I've seen is probably, sh- I can't say his name. You don't have to. Uh, is, another, is, is, another okay. is another is another publisher. Is another a publishing uh, another publisher in the industry that we've known for a long time. Friend of ours. And, uh, he was trying to get into a party, but he had he had shorts on, not and they and it was a club. It was like a nice after party, one of these trendy spots. So we were all on a list, and he was with us. And they're like, "Sir, you can't get in." And he's like, "I need to get in. That's like the, one of the coolest parties in in you know this is like five years ago." And uh, I watched him buy a pair of leather chaps off of a motorcycle guy for.
0: $200.
4: <laughs> so he wore leather ch- and he couldn't even fit in them because the guy he bought them all of was like, you know, 100 pounds soaking wet. And he, he squeezed in these leather chap things that had, I think the ass was cut out of them, but he had shorts on underneath. And then he's like, I can't fit. So he took the shorts off and he wore leather chaps with underwear into the <laughs> which I could tell you is his effing name.
0: I can't. There you have it. You have the uh, it, the, leather the leather, the the secret leather, under man. underbelly, literally of uh, of Comic Con, uh, Ralph. It has been a pleasure to have you on. Uh, yeah, thanks. this is your second stint on the show, and you're yeah, welcome back first, every time. First stint on the. That's right. Live That's, my right. That's right. That's right. It it face. makes it makes a whole different things. Uh, yeah, and so uh, yeah, this is good stuff. Hi, so bro. all right, when we come back, we're gonna have uh, your partner in crime, Joe Bruska, on. And Any good stuff. That's what. It, that's well. That's what we're told. And if not, it's me talking for a half an hour. <laughs> uh, when we come back,
3: you are listening to the Talking Alternative Network.
2: Hi, this is Rob K. And I'm Callie Alpert. Are you looking for a show where people talk about real stuff like life, love, the pursuit of being yourself?
3: Well, then you have come to the right place because the Rob and Callie show is doing just that. For the last 10 years, Rob and I have been having our own version of Sunday morning therapy sessions on the phone. And now we're bringing it to the radio.
2: So tune in and call in live Wednesdays, 8 to 830 on talkradio.nyc.
3: And that's Eastern Standard Time. So join us.
0: Uh, the
5: live stream, but uh, obviously we're a little
0: limited
5: today. Show starting soon.
0: I just, yeah, Five we're going to start seven. letting people in. Yeah. Uh, give a shout out to all my people who um, asked for a shout out. I apologize, I don't have your names written down. I will give you a shout out live on air next week uh, when I actually have my, my whole system here. All right, I think we're I think we live. So welcome yeah. back to Secrets of the Sire. We are always live Wednesdays 8 p.m. Eastern. We broadcast out in New York City. Uh, it's, we are broadcast in a pretty uh, low key area called uh common
1: Very low um,
0: key. Joe Brusher, sure of uh, and Ralph speaking through the back of the Facebook stream. You can stream us every week com slash secrets of the sire, Um, catch us every week live. dot com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Secrets of the Sire S I R E. Joe, welcome to the show. Uh, You're here to talk about the. We just had Ralph on talk about the movie Hollywood stuff. Congratulations! Very excited. Awesome stuff. Give us the lowdown on the top. And I know you guys have some some creator owned books going. And What do you got?
5: Um, So we we've been coming out with a lot of new. types of titles. we, we you know, are best known I guess for Grim Fairy Tales and um, trying to branch out from that a little bit. Um, just uh, trying to do a little bit more horror, a little bit more fantasy. Uh, we came out with Satan Hollow which is a horror series based on an urban legend that's um, in like Ohio. Um, what else have we done lately? Uh, Death's Worst which is kind of our Punisher type character. Um, and again, yeah, really trying to get away uh, stuff we've done in the past. And, uh, and branch out to a lot more and So, give us the elevator pitch
0: heroes.
5: So, yeah, evil heroes, I've always wondered if these were real. Or powers would you really be altruistic, or what are the chances people would, you know, use their power for good as opposed to just taking the evil out and using it for evil. So that's really the elevator pitch. So it's it's kind of what happens if you were a superhero. What would you do, or what would people do, and that uh, how, how does that. That, that's kind of the, the question. That's actually really funny too, because my
0: creator own book, um, I had the same question. I said, if I, I beat tall buildings in a single town, I'd be on the Today Show and getting paid millions of dollars to right. do it or I would be, you know, just if I'm Superman and I can do anything I want and stop. It, 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 You know, my, my solution to that argument was, okay, if I'm going to create a superhero, they all have to be forced into being P- superheroes and supervillains and we kind of out this role and it, and it was part of the Lord's story. What is the answer to these heroes that, that kind of you know, are they are they evil? Are they you know essentially are we rooting for the back or rooting against
5: them? we're gonna be rooting against the back. And anybody who has superpowers power in this book is evil. Um and I don't want to get too much to read it, but it's not just you Nick. We have the powers, okay. so there, there are kind of like new gods. So it has as uh, gods of old returning, part of it. So again, yeah, they're all evil. And we're rooting against. Who is the uh, protagonist? The protagonist is going to be um, a group. Of, several. of uh, genetically engineered humans. Uh, there's a special uh, project that was this. Disbanded, and they'll be the heroes of the, the actual heroes of the story. And evil heroes, is the first not going to give away with the actors right now, yeah. because I know everybody's the company is asking if they're <laughs> their, their pains in the test. So, Um But that, yeah, that's yeah. So talk
0: to me about that as, a, as a company too. You guys have been around for 11 years now. 12, so it's 12 years 2005. So I'll trust Ralph. Are you sure you are not grateful? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, I was saying to Ralph, it's actually a real testament guys have been around for 10-plus years now. Um, talk to how difficult this road was to get to where you guys are today. Man. But great connection with Hollywood. Great, like, lifeblood to
5: continue creating new series like Evil Heroes. Talk to us about the road here. Um, it was very hard. Um, I don't know if we would have done it had we known what we were getting into. Um, you know, we were both creators for a long time. Uh, wrote a lot of scripts, did some short films together, and we're just kind of frustrated with our Jobs at home, so that's why we started the company and just to get our stories out there. And um, it was—it's been tough. I mean, the comic book industry is very tough. You're competing against Marvel and DC, who everybody knows their characters are iconic, they're known around the world, um, and they have 85% of the market. So it's been hard, but it's been very rewarding. It's been a lot of fun. You know, we get to make our own jobs and hours and do what we want to do. And um, the Hollywood angle is great. We're happy to have some stuff finally coming through after 10 years. Uh, that can I get that over you always hear about takes years, yep. um, but uh, you know we're we're always going to be a comic book publisher. Uh, that's our that's our roots. That's our bread and butter. What keeps the lights on, and and then we like it. So um, just hoping to keep growing our fan base.
0: Um, talk to us about Grimm's Fairy Tales. That was your flagship title to start. Um, what did you guys? Um, you know where is where is Grimm's Fairy Tales now? I know you guys kind of ended the series, kind uh, of picking back up again. So give us give us the lowdown on the
5: on that. Um, one of the things we're trying to do with Grim Fairy Tales and all of our series is make it a little bit more fan friendly in terms of the single issues and and go to when we first started Grim Fairy Tales it was every every issue was a one shot, um, and so every issue was a one shot. It was one story. It was easy to get people involved. Fans seem to really like that. So if you're looking at our Grim Tales of Terror right now, uh, that's again every issue is a one shot. It's been very popular. It's done really well. So when we relaunch Grimm uh, later this year at the beginning of next year, again, it'll go back to a lot of one-shot. And if uh, anybody's reading the New Robinson, we have the first issue out here. Again, a lot of one-shots, a lot of single-issue stories um, with thread stories running through, but stuff that anybody can pick up at any time, read it and get a great story out of one issue.
0: So uh, having a uh, history with Grim Fairy Tales, uh, I, I, I penned a couple issues, which is, which is an awesome experience. Um, I still get people that come up to me with those issues, too. So, I mean, the... the the, the fact that, I mean, that's maybe six, seven years ago, too, and, and there's still people, I mean, at a remote upstate New York show. I got Grim's Fair, tells me you were coming, and I knew you wrote it, so, I mean, did you think you'd have this kind of, like, lasting impact on people? I mean, I know, yeah, I mean, did you think that was going to happen?
5: Probably not, <laughs> um, but we always hope that, uh, that we would, you know, we try to tell stories that resonate with people and that, um, you know, have some longevity. I think a lot of our products are evergreen, and Somebody who hasn't read Grim Fairy Tales, the first issue from 10 years ago, can pick it up, and it still is, it's not dated. It still resonates with them today. So um, I think when we first started Grim Fairy Tales, we thought it was going to be 10 issues, 12 issues, because we just had nowhere. We had no idea where we were going to go with it. And luckily it evolved, and it got bigger, and uh, so that's great. So, yeah, I don't think we ever expected it to be this long, though. So what uh, you
0: mentioned Robin Hood. Uh, what other titles um, do you guys have going on and... and, and where do you guys see yourself in five years in terms of, uh, in terms of a, a direction uh,
5: for the type of comics you guys want to do? Um, Robin Hood uh, is probably our most popular. Van Helsing, which is going to be the TV show, is, is also very popular. Um, I see our grim universe continuing to evolve. It's, it's, you know, we're not exactly trying to model ourselves after Marvel or DC, but having a universe is kind of cool where all the characters can interact. Um, so we're just going to continue to build on that. Uh, the great thing that it's allowed us to do is create a lot of um, unique and, and new characters. Like I said, I think I mentioned Death Force earlier. Um, you know, Robin's a very unique character. I don't think I've seen a female Robin Hood out there before. Van Helsing, and um, just continue to, to evolve and, and build the universe um, so that we have uh, options.
0: Now, as a comic book publisher, too, what is what are you? What is your take on the state of the industry right now? Um, from what I'm hearing, actually, print sales are up um, across the board for a lot of a lot of different companies. Digital has made a significant impact. Um, it seems like there's definitely a, a significant rise in female readership, and um, you know, so is that what you guys are sensing, or are you feeling that, or or are you feeling,
5: you know, what are your feelings on in the industry? Um, I don't want to be a naysayer, but I feel like. Uh, it's it's gotten tougher. It's uh, our our sales definitely aren't up on the print, on the single issue side. The trades are still always strong for us. Um one of the things I did mention is the all coloring books our coloring books have exploded. They you know we we're our sixth or seventh printing now for fairy tales. Um so those things have been great. Um, you know, we're slowly rising. I think again part of it is you're competing with Marvel DC and Image uh, with the Walking Dead who have that built in marketing with the films you know they're everywhere so um i don't know how the other smart publishers are doing you know we don't rely on licensed product all of our product is original um so for us it's a little bit harder we don't have that brand recognition so we got to really get out there and push it I meaning i always ask this but the, the, the company
0: name Zeniscope, where how did that come about it, it's like coming up with a band name you know and band names
5: are always the worst to come up with but but how did you come up with that name what does it mean uh, really it was we were trying to get a blend of art and business and then is kind of art like scope is kind of business I guess and we were just searching for donating names and like literally had a list of like five hundred. <laughs> Some were like this sounds cool and this sounds cool and then we 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 just eliminated a bunch of them, found that Zenoscope was available as a donate domain and that's what we went with. Band names are always the hardest. I've been in two bands, uh band names are the worst, publishing
0: publisher names. Uh
5: that's that's why I try to publish everything under my book. Mike books.
0: Mike and you, uh, ne-
5: you never think anybody's going to pronounce it wrong, but it- I get Zenoscope all the time. At the dentist, so for everybody else.
0: Well, I was pronouncing you Grusha before, so don't yeah. hey, you know, f- ever get uh, <laughs> Go figure. Um, all right, so we've got three minutes to go before commercial. Um, this is obviously not your first rodeo in Comic Con. Give me your most outrageous com- Comic Con story that you can tell. It's Internet Radio, so you can curse, you can have fun. Um, well, if there's anything, if there's anything that kind of stands out, you don't have to name names,
5: but you can because okay. that's always good for ratings. I will. I will uh, should I tell this story or not? Then you definitely. I'm,
3: the I'm, question. All right. Exactly.
5: So I, I probably shouldn't name the celebrity. I'm kind of my thing. at time to time I seem to get in arguments and fights with celebrities a lot. So I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but um, my my probably my best argument slash it wasn't really a fist fight. It was an argument. Although the person bodyguard almost beat me up um was we were going to a party and, and there was a celebrity there we were actually working with their production company and if anybody watches marvel movies uh this this guy is almost every marvel movie so maybe they can kind of figure it out but um the uh you know one of our one of our employees was a big fan and one of the pictures so um i said oh we'll work with this production company let me go and ask him it shouldn't be a problem and as soon as I started talking to him and started dropping the name of the people in the production company, I could see I had no idea who I was. What I was talking about, he gave me this look, like, what does this guy want? And then the, the employee, this girl, was right behind me. And she goes, just ask him if I can get a picture. That's all I want. So I said, look, I, I'm a big fan. She's a big fan. Can get a picture. And, you know, the celebrity, you think they they would be nice. Um, and he just freaked out on me and did. If you ever saw a movie by Clinton Tarantino um, and there's a monologue in there... Uh, no, no, um, but he was, uh, Jules, I believe was his name in the oh, movie, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and he basically did a whole monologue on me, and I, I was taken back, and I was just like, look, I don't really want anything from you, and then Bonnie Garganbaugh, so that was my probably my most entertaining, uh, I was a little drunk at the time, so maybe I remember a little bit different than it happened, but I'm also a big fan of his, so I kind of, you know, feel bad tell that story, but that's, that's my best Comic-Con story, I think.
0: I think that's pretty damn
5: good.
0: <laughs> All right, when we come back, uh, I'm going to put a bow on this show, and then I'm going to go back to my booth. Uh, but before then, uh, yeah, we're going to put a bow on the show. We're going to talk about Comic-Con again. You can actually call in anytime you want to the live call-in show, 877-480-4120. If you got Comic-Con questions, if you're streaming us live. Um, if you're not, if you're going to watch us in the re- video recap uh, throughout the week, I'll try, to, I'll try to get your questions in, but I don't think it's going to happen right now. So when we come back, we'll put a bow on the show. Thank you very much.
3: talkingalternative.com
0: Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We are live from Comic-Con, which is the hub for, I don't know, pretty much everything uh, comic book-wise. So, uh, pleasure to be here, and always fun to be here. Um, As always, we do this every week. We usually do it from New York City, talkradio.nyc, talkingalternative.com. Today, we're actually live from the Zenoscope booth, which is 2301. Uh, come on down. We're on preview night, so this is, this is like the calm before the storm. So for anybody who's out there and uh, who's online, maybe listening to us, literally online, I mean the lines, if you go to our Facebook page, I actually posted a couple of, uh, of great um, photos. Uh, I'm going to be periscoping this. We normally periscope the show, and we normally Facebook stream, which we are Facebook streaming, we normally actually pump the show right into it. Uh, so in this particular case, kind of doing a little more guerrilla style, and uh, we're having a lot of fun doing it, though. So, wonderful for having us on, again, Booth 2301. Great company. We have a great... System. I've done some uh, writing. fairy tales, got some projects in the hopper as well, too, coming up. So, um, secrets of the Sire, as soon as this announcement goes, and again, this is live radio. We are now officially open for business. That was the announcement, actually. I'm, I'm used to hearing the, uh, the canned voice guy saying, clear the aisles, but in this particular case, uh, he is now... Opened. <laughs> he just warned everyone that uh, there is no running in the exhibit hall. So, uh, all our listeners out there, if you're hearing us live, if you're going to hear us on the Facebook stream, or on YouTube, or, or whatever the case is, on a podcast on iTunes, um, this is this is the craziness that is Comic Con, and what Comic Con has kind of become. Uh, my first Comic Con was 2001. I actually started with a book called Crossfire. Uh, Crossfire was the impetus for what eventually became Sire. Sire is the name I tagged for the show. A little branding right there for everybody out there. Um, but uh, my original Comic-Con experience was there was a table, and we didn't necessarily sell great, but there was a definite buzz. There was a vibe. Uh, the, the crowds were great back then. It's going back to 2001, 2002. Um, but what it is now, I mean, it's a launching pad for Hollywood. It's a launching pad. And, and in a way, Hollywood is the one driving our, our comic book market right i mean because hollywood as, a, as an entity has become scared to produce anything new um anything that is doesn't have a fan base behind it uh i was reading the ew you know entertainment weekly comic-con preview and they were going through big trouble in little china and uh, kind of looking back on the 30-year anniversary of that and the funny thing about it is you have a movie like that would never get made today unless it was a comic book first unless it had a following first unless it was a web comic. Uh, or a YouTube. Uh, Sam, our trusty engineer back at the studio, I mean, he consistently tells me all the time how, you know, radio, like Talking Alternative, is a great launching pad for uh, radio personalities, like yours truly, um, to to kind of farm, because the larger talent um, companies out there are not investing in developing their own talent. They're expecting The YouTubers, they're expecting the YouNow people, the Facebook people, the Twitter people, the Periscope people. They're expecting the comic book creators, the webcomic guys, to do it it first. And you can kind of see that evolution kind of developing now. And that's where all of a sudden Hollywood realized, like, holy cow, you mean we get 150,000 people a day. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the same 150,000 people in the exhibit hall. Uh, every single day. Some people can only afford a single ticket. Some people can only get a single ticket. New York Comic Con became a Thursday show because Friday, Saturday, Sunday was sold out. Weekend passes were sold out with people that only wanted to attend one day but couldn't get the single-day ticket. So in that regard, you have just an exponential growth, and Hollywood kind of like sunk their fingers in and said... We need to be a part of this. Uh, and, and they're the ones now kind of fueling, I mean, the Marvel movies that are happening, the diversity that's affecting Marvel that we've kind of talked about, you know, is going to be out here on display for the masses. And Hollywood is going to be the ones kind of steering the ship in the back. end. And it's not necessarily a bad thing either. I don't want to consider, I don't want to look at comics like a minor league, so to speak. But in a, in a way, look, they are. And it's always been niche, but now we have a lot more female viewers, a lot more female listeners readers uh a lot more just and look it's not it's not something to be ashamed of too right i mean that's kind of some that's kind of the cool part about comics in general these days is that it's not this little hidden club anymore it's not this you're not a nerd you're not being laughed at i mean half the 80s movies that you grew up to love uh wouldn't don't they just don't exist right now in today's time where the jock the big jock is like you know Eating up the, the geek for, for being into this kind of stuff. I mean, you have professional costumers, you have cosplayers, as everyone knows what the phrase is, um, and there will be tons. I'll be periscoping live all weekend long. I'll be periscoping live for my table, which is table KO3. Um, we'll also be doing a, um, a great thing that ties into our plan, 10 from Outer Space Kickstarter. Um, it's a sequel to the Ed Wood classic from 1959. It is uh, Melissa Shaw commenting in, hip to be square. It is. It is absolutely, and thank you for chiming in. And, again, you guys can chime in anytime you want. You can call them live, 877-480-4120. Uh, we do this every week, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Um, in this particular case, I'm broadcasting live, 5.50 Pacific time, because we we're in San Diego, and, and, it's, and it's awesome. But, yeah, all this stuff is essentially it's, it's, it's free for everyone. It's, it's up for grabs. It's what everyone's into now. Um, and again, I'll be periscoping live. You're going to see costumers. You're going to see some photos. I'm going to be doing sketches, too. Uh, that's another great component to the, the, the Comic-Con experience is actually meeting all the artists behind the stuff that eventually makes it into movies. You know, this, Before the Marvel movies hit, you, know, you had Marvel Comics and the people that actually go into it. Um, we're all here. We are all here. And that's a really cool thing. And you guys are a part of it now. Uh, through social media, through Facebook. I mean, I'm not the only podcast. I'm the best podcast uh, radio show going on. Let's let's be clear about that. Um, clearly, number one across the board. Uh, but no, you have you have just a ton of media coverage, a ton of just coverage in general. Uh, I had a, 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 a very close family friend who happens to be vacationing out here. And had no idea Comic Con was going on, and he just texted me, "What's up with my tour bus being stopped for the line entering Comic Con?" It's massive, and not only is it massive in the convention. There's 150,000 people per day expected. Uh, the entire town is taken over. New York Comic Con is going to be the same thing. We'll be broadcasting live. Um, Melissa Shell chimes in. Doodles and autographs are my favorite part of the swag. Absolutely, um, you know, come on down. Uh, to all of the game, we're at table K O three um, in the small press area because I mean we're not. You know, I, I'm a secret. I'm, I'm like a hidden gem. That's that's what we like to we like to phrase it. As. But, yeah, it's, it's awesome stuff. There's just so much fun, um, and it's been great. And this has been a great experience. Again, I want to thank Sanisco, um for, for kind of letting us broadcast live from their booth. Um, and it's, it's just crazy. I mean, I'm going to actually flip the view. I mean, look at the people running. Just, there's people just literally running to go check out the various stuff. I mean, there's people in wheelchairs. I actually just turned around the Facebook stream. For live radio, it might not be as easy to see, but, I mean, people were literally scrambling. Exclusives are a big thing. I mean, people are running, just going for exclusives. Now, this woman is actually patiently walking, um, and I wish I would have flipped it over in time, but I mean, there was just stampede of people. Uh, you know, people are just funneling in. For some people, this preview night is the only ticket they were able to get. I mean, it's, it's a huge thing. I mean, it, it really is. So, again, just really kind of cool, and you're going to have to look at me for now. I'll be periscoping. I'll be doing some Facebook streaming live for the show all weekend long. So, you're going to kind of see the madness. You kind of get a little front row seat. Um, no set times, though. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, this is going to be as gorilla as it gets, and you guys are gonna, just going to experience it as it goes along. Um, definitely the rush of people, you know, who are rushing to get to some booth to meet some celebrity. This guy just asked, "Where is he going?" Uh, yes, my wife just chimed in. The guy, <laughs> the guy on the motorized scooter was booking it. Um, it's it's crazy. I mean, again, uh, this is what Comic Con is, and this is not even it. I mean, this is the beginning minutes. Technically, this was supposed to go off at six o'clock. It didn't. Um, I think we just lost our Facebook stream. I apologize if I did, but unfortunately, those things happen. I, look, this is craziness. This is what Comic Con is, and um, and it just it just keeps growing and growing and growing. So this has been an outstanding show, um, and in general, I mean, you know, it's just it's just crazy. I can't really even describe it. Again, my favorite story again was seeing someone actually get arrested. I have seen some after-hours stuff that has been also equally as, as, you know, crazy. And just, in general, this is, this is what Comic-Con is, is, has become. It's become this, like, hub. Um, I hate to keep repeating myself, but uh, unfortunately, am going to have to do it um, because we're, we're winding down. All right, so, Six of the Sire, brought to you by the Plan 10 Kickstarter. That's right, the sequel to the Edward Classic. Begs the question, why raise the dead to destroy humanity when our cell phone culture is doing a fine job on its own? It's a fun book, a lot of cool pop culture, twists and turns. It's aliens versus humans versus technology. You can go to kickstarter.com slash Dolce, M-D-O-L-C-E. That's me, Mike Dolce, slash Plan 10 from Outer Space, T-E-N. Um, you can Google Plan 10 from Outer Space. You can go check out the Facebook page. I mean, you can check out all these things. It's really, uh, it's really great. We're on Instagram, mdolce64. Go follow me. Uh, we're on Twitter, at Michael underscore Dolce. And again, we're on com and Facebook.com slash Sire. Next week, we have the one and only Kevin Bacon coming on. Uh, we have actor Kevin Bacon. He's going to be on with his brother, Michael. Um, we're going to be playing the interview I did with them. Um, they are actually a band. They're called the Bacon Brothers, and they tour uh, the country playing music. And we're also going to find out about uh, Kevin Bacon's brand new TV pilot that he is very excited. Let me tell you, he is extremely, extremely excited to talk about. It's uh, It's a... It's a really cool um, show, and uh, we'll have Kevin Bacon on next week as well. I will be at Table K03 all weekend long. Uh, Stop by the Marriott Hotel. I'll be hanging out at the bar down there as well, too, after hours. If you do actually recognize who I am, um, I'm down there as well. And uh, this has been a lot of fun. So, again, I want to thank Zeniscope. Uh, Check out their awesome um, line of comics. Check out their awesome uh, sci-fi show coming out, Van Helsing. Next week, Secrets of the Fire, 8 p.m. Eastern. 5 p.m. Pacific, we'll have actor Kevin Bacon as our featured guest. See you then.
3: You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you concerned about epilepsy, autism, or diabetes? Are you interested in alternative treatments, the impact of health, or new therapies? Then tune into my show, Frank About Health. I'm Frank Harrison, the host. Tune in on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc, where you learn more about these illnesses, treatments, the social impacts, and create a dialogue with each other. That's Frank About Health, Thursdays, 1 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc.
4: Hey, all you crazy listeners,
5: looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talking Alternative with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply email at info at Talking Alternative.